Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everybody? It's good to be here with you on this lovely Easter weekend. In honor of Easter eggs, we get one of the best hatches of all time. hey Ashley Hatch, former BYU soccer standout and current Washington Spirit and member of the U.S. Women's National Team, comes on to discuss how life has changed for her since becoming a pro and quickly being recognized as a household name for women's soccer across the country. Also, there have been a few Easter surprises this week, with three BYU coaches leaving or retiring, including the legendary women's basketball coach, Jeff Judkins. This one hits home for me, and we'll be talking about our favorite Juddy moments from his career and our time with him. Plus, we'll discuss if we could bring back any former player to become a coach at BYU. Who would it be and why? With me now in today's venture is the one and only Jason Shepard. Shep, happy Easter, my friend. Happy Easter to you. Uh, good call on the adventure, joining you on the adventure. I like right. it. I, I, it was actually venture, but we can Oh, I thought you said adventure. adventure. I mean, it's always an adventure, right? <laughs> it is always an adventure with you, Shep. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, I know your kids, they're older now. They probably don't believe in the Easter Bunny. At least I hope they don't. Uh, what do you mean? At this point. Yeah, I still have two younger kids. I don't know what you're talking about, whether they're real. The Easter. Why wouldn't the Easter Bunny be real? No, he's totally real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, here's what's crazy for me. Santa Claus, when I'm talking to my kids, I mean, my oldest, is he's turning three tomorrow. So Santa Claus, absolutely real. I will ingrain that in his brain. For some reason for me, the Easter Bunny, I'm like, no, 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 no. That's so stupid. And then, I mean, is there a huge difference? I don't know. But I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I Did you teach your kids that the Easter Bunny was real when they were growing up? We, we didn't... Um... We didn't say anything. I mean, it was just, it's just part of, you know, when, as you're growing up, those, that's just part of culture, right? It's, it's just what is. Well, it's just I, how you grow is. up, right? Yes, I, don't, I guess so. I, my parents just never talked about it. So I don't think I ever was like, the Easter Bunny's coming, like I was with Santa Claus, you know? So maybe that's why. <laughs> kind of made it sound I like, like the Easter Bunny was coming to like hurt you or something. <laughs> It's very sinister. <laughs> I have a little bit of a cold, so everything I say today is going to sound a little more just... So when I was growing up, we did do a bunch of Easter gifts and stuff. My mom got like a mason jar and filled it full of candy and hid it in the yard and we went and found it. What What do you do for your kids for Easter now that they're older? Um, You know, we still do the Easter baskets. You know, get the chocolate bunny and, you know, whatever their favorite candy is. Sometimes we'll get like a like a, like a a small gift, but that's... it's Nothing's really changed uh, we still do the Easter baskets, and and I ha- I say we. My wife's the one that handles all that. She's <laughs> like, I mean, y- y- you know how this is. I- without our wives, we're we're you're we're, nothing. We're, we literally are nothing. So nothing at the house gets done. <laughs> That's not true. Without our wives, so I'm sure I'm sure Steve would say the same thing about you. Well, I don't know about that, but but <laughs> hey, we need each other, right? It's true. We need each other. Yes. Let's move on because one of my heroes, Jeff Judkins, retired from being the head coach of the women's basketball program after 21 years. And I can't imagine BOU women's basketball without Jeff Judkins. And Shep, he just treated people with respect and love. And I'm going to miss him at BYU. And I know I'm not alone in those sentiments. But like I said, like he said in his comments about his retirement, he's done it all. And there's probably not a better time for him to retire. This wasn't out of the blue. He's been talking about it. Coming off one of the best seasons in women's basketball history, regular seasons, he was the conference coach of the year six times, including this year. BYU won five regular season conference titles, four conference tournament championships during his time. 
What a legend. What an incredible guy. Ship, what are your initial thoughts on Judkin's retirement? Yeah, like you said, ultimately it's not that surprising. You know, he's mentioned that he doesn't plan on doing this forever. And look, the guy has been at BYU for 21 years. He's the winningest coach, you know, women's basketball this past season, you know, surpassing 400 wins. He He's unbelievable. Um so it's certainly, and I, I texted this to him uh, the day that we found this out. You know, I just said, "Look, it's sad to to see you hang him up, but I am so excited for you to enjoy your retirement." And look, he—I don't know if a lot of people knew this or know this, but he lived up near the University of Utah. He his he went his kids, and I think he went to Highland High School. So up near um, the U, and obviously played at Utah. But once he got the job at BYU, even as an assistant coach prior to getting the women's job, when he was on Coach Cleveland's staff for a year, he never moved. He made that drive from Salt Lake City all the way down to Provo and back every day for the last 21-plus years. He never moved. And he has, he has horse property on, on his grounds. So like he's going to really, really enjoy just being with his family, being with his wife and his kids and his horses. And I, I'm ex- super excited uh, for what that means for him. But certainly he's leaving a uh, – those are big shoes to fill when you've got somebody that's had such a winning tradition over 21 years. And and I've known him – I was thinking – I think it's been 23 years that I've known him. In fact, mm. when I was just starting out in the business um, – this was when I was at 1320K Fan at the time. I was the morning show producer, and um, DJ and PK were um, they were they were f- good friends with Juddy. So he would come in and do the show once a week and hang out for like an hour with us. And I got to know him well then. And it just the the friendship has grown. And then obviously covering him here at BYU has been great. And so I, I'm I'm gonna miss the guy, but I'm looking forward for what retirement means for him and how much he can enjoy it. That's so awesome. And he has, you know, big shoes to fill, literally and figuratively. Yeah. That man, played in the that NBA, man played with large. Larry Bird. How about that? <laughs> I know. So cool. And he he really does have one of the best personalities. I wish everybody and every fan could get to know Jeff Judkins on a personal basis. Is that sad, Shep, that when you mentioned his land that he has up in Salt Lake City, my brain automatically went to, man, he could make so much money right now by selling that <laughs> just, land. Just, just sell yeah. it off into individual lots. and Yes, yeah. yes. That's exactly where my brain went. I'm like, oh, no, focus, focus. No, I, I love Jeff Judkins, and I was trying to think of one of my favorite Juddy moments. And when I did Between the Lines, it had to, it has to be vlogging with Juddy because uh, Shaylee Gonzalez and Paisley Harding both have vlogs, and they taught him how to do a vlog and it was one of the most entertaining segments that I've ever done. And I just couldn't believe that he was willing to put himself out there like that. Like, here's this guy that's this legendary coach and, and player. And then he's just doing some silly things to have fun with the girls that he that he coaches. And it just it blew me away. And I thought he was so fantastic. He was always so kind and gracious to me as a sideline reporter and just uh just working with him. And I want to know, Shep, what would you say is your favorite Juddy moment? Wow. Um, you know, I honestly, I don't think that there's a moment. It's just really a compilation of all of my interactions with him. I, I mentioned, you know, getting to know him on a personal level in terms of him coming in and spending so much time on the radio. But, you know, like you, you know, you were around him covering him um, when he was, you know, the coach and 
whether it was sidelines or or whatnot, and or or you know, you're jamming with Juddy or what? What was the what was it called again? Because <laughs> that was like, vlogging. Vlogging. There we go. Because jamming with Juddy is BYU uh-huh. Sports Nation. I knew it was not accurate <laughs> as soon as I said it. Um, but I think the things that will I will remember are the radio stuff with him. Um, I was able to do. We did somewhat uh, of a kind of a smaller version of a coach's show that went over digitally. So we would do two or three minutes uh, once a week during the season, and I was able to host that for two years, which I really enjoyed. We were just hanging out in his office and doing stuff. But then also, and I'm sure you got to experience this as well, he was not one of those guys that, you know, when it was game time, he was in game mode and you couldn't talk to him and you needed to kind of just give him his space. And I'm not saying that that's wrong if that's, if that's you know, the way, because right, a lot of coaches are that way. But, you know, you could literally, before 15 minutes before a game, come sit down next to him on the bench and talk to him, ask him questions. Didn't even have to be about mm-hmm. basketball. You could literally just sit down and have a conversation with him. He was just <laughs> normal that way. And he would always mm-hmm. give you the time. And if you said, hey, I don't yep. want to bother you, like, ah, hey, you're not bothering me. Sit down, let's talk. So those are the things I will remember about Jeff Judkins, just how great of a guy he was. Mm, and that's so rare for them to do that. And like you said, it's not wrong if a coach wants to focus before a game. That just wasn't quite his style. And he he just is always so gracious and kind. So, man, I wish him the best and everything moving forward. I hope he can go ride his horses off into the sunset with his yeah. wife and have a great time. Uh, with Jeff Judkins, Mike Littlewood and Chris Burgess leaving BYU for other opportunities of retirement. I want to know, Shep, if you could bring one former player back to coach any sport, what would it be? And I'm not saying, we're not saying replacing any right. coach. Right, you're just saying you know, adding right them here. into the fold. We're not going to put you in an awkward situation. If you could add, yes, any former player to come back and coach any sport, who would it be? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I, I Honestly, I think just because of, I want to say recency bias, but I don't even know if it's recency bias anymore. It was like, you know, it was 11 years ago, 11 plus years. I would love for Jimmer to be involved somehow. I think having Jimmer come back would be amazing. You know, to be honest with you, I think it would be great for a guy like Steve Young to come back and have a role. You know, like, can, can you imagine having a guy like Steve Young out there helping, doing something, you know, whatever it was, even if it was honestly it just hanging awesome. out, being Steve Young. Which Absolutely. we which we get an opportunity. He comes back and does stuff quite a bit with with football. Uh, but you know, those are the two guys that uh, that initially you know um, came into my brain. I definitely thought of Steve Young as well, but I feel like you got to be careful with who you choose. Ty Detmer, who really was a phenomenal coach, but he was one of the, you know one of the Heisman, one of the best players to come through BYU. Hopefully, it definitely not in my eyes was he tainted at all, but. You just got to be careful who you choose, right? To right. come back and coach because um, you want them to remain the legend that they are, which is why I backed off from Steve Young a little bit. And I'm I'm going with a guy like Brett Kiesel. I think he would be such a cool guy to come back and coach uh, the lineman. Uh, I think he has a great personality. I thought Max Hall would be phenomenal. Which is, And he um, does that now in, on the high school yes. level. He's a great coach. He's a really good coach, and that's what I was going to say about Max Hall is he's proven. When you see him, even in the alumni game, which was so great, by the way. I, I tuned into that thinking I'd just watch a few minutes. I watched the entire thing. My husband was sleeping, snoring on the couch next to me. <laughs> 
And I'm like, this is so great. Anyway, but just hearing Max Hall speak, he just has that fire in him that he's always had that I think could translate really well to players nowadays. So I know he is coaching. I think he would do such a good job at BYU. I think Dennis Pitta would be a wonderful tight ends coach if he ever wanted to do that one day. Uh, he has a great personality and a great resume. Baseball, um, Jeremy Guthrie. I know his name has been thrown around a little bit this week to replace Mike Littlewood, and who knows what's going to happen there. Um, I think he he has the leadership skills. He's never really coached a team, which could be, you know, I'm not, I'm not even saying head coach. Again, just a part of the program. I think right. Jeremy Guthrie could be phenomenal. And last but not least, to take over Jeff Judkins, I think Lee Kamard's got to be your top guy there. Um, I think he has done a phenomenal job. He took over for two games, I believe, this past season, which were big wins for the BYU women's basketball team. Yeah, when Jetty had COVID. Jetty was out with COVID. Yeah, they went to yes. Florida. It was over Thanksgiving. They were in Florida and picked up two really That's big right. wins over ranked teams. That's right. And uh, Lee Kamard was the head of the team then, so I, I think he would just be the natural transition to come in and coach. So who knows what's going to happen, but uh, those would be my picks, Ship. Yeah, there's there's a lot. That's the beauty of BYU athletics and the history, regardless of the sport that you're talking about, is certainly there are a lot of great names that have done a lot of great things, but there are also a lot of people that you want to come back because of what they could mm -hmm. add. And just having them in the fold would would be fantastic. And look, I mean, I said Steve Young. Obviously, I realize there, there's no chance of that happening. Steve Young's <laughs> Steve Young's doing pretty well for himself yeah, at he's ESPN doing all right. and just being Steve Young. But it, it's fun to think about all of the different sports and all of the great players who have come through the program and what they could add by coming back and you know bestowing their knowledge on the next generation of athletes. You know, BYU is very lucky. Look, and, and every school has has this, but, you know, we're focused on BYU. And so it's fun to look back on our players and our history and people that could come back and, and do some fun things. It'd be fun. And that was one of the funnest things about watching the alumni game is seeing all these these guys come back and enjoy themselves and just have a great time at BYU and, and to see how much they love BYU still. So, there, there are a lot of options for that question, and we'll see what happens in the future. Jason Shepard, thank you so much for coming on with me. Phenomenal as usual, and happy Easter. Go get yourself a chocolate bunny. A solid chocolate bunny. Thank a you, Lauren. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, coming up, U.S. women's soccer star Ashley Hatch joins me to chat about breaking records, making history, and what it's like scoring goals against some of the best players in the world. Don't miss it. This is Cougar Tailgate. to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. She was one of the best soccer players to come through BYU's program, and now she's the Washington Spirit's all-time leading scorer, and at the age of 26, and oh yeah, she's scored four goals so far for the U.S. Women's National Team. Let's welcome on Ashley Hatch. Ashley, so good to be able to chat with you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a minute. <laughs> it has been a minute, and a lot has happened in that minute. I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time because you're breaking records, making history wherever you go. You were the rookie of the year your first year in the NWSL. Fast forward a few years, and you're winning the Golden Boot, which is the top score in the league. And then the Washington Spirit win the championship. How would you describe what life is like for you right now? Um, Life's great. You know, just super busy. We I had, like, very short off season with um, 
some national team call-ups and then now our season's uh, starting. We started our Challenge Cup and then also just got back from a national team camp. So it's a lot of soccer, but I'm loving it and it's going well. A lot of soccer and it has to be a lot of traveling. You're traveling all over the place right now, sharing time between the two teams. So what's that like for you having to to kind of split your time? Um, yeah, it is a lot of traveling. Um, it definitely keeps me busy. And um, I feel like it's just like a mindset. It's it's hard to switch from one team to the other, but it's also an honor to be able to play on two extremely great teams. Um, so it's a lot of fun. I have a lot of uh, spirit players going with me into national team camp as well. So it's nice to be able to travel uh, with teammates and stuff. So it's a lot, but I wouldn't want it any other way. How would you describe the difference between playing for the Washington spirit and the U S women's national team? Cause obviously the, the national team is a, a combination of all the best players in the country. How would you describe the difference between those two teams? Um, that's a great question. Um, I would say playing for the national team, there's, it's a lot of intensity. Like every training session is super intense, super competitive, we don't get much time together, so we have to make the most of every single training session, every second that we have together. So it's just a fast-paced environment. Everything is super quick, accelerated, but also super competitive and fun. Um, being able to play for your country is like nothing else I've ever experienced before. And then playing with the spirit is also a lot of fun. It's it's a different pace at times. There's We have such a great team, and I spend a lot more time with the spirit, so I'm able to connect more with the girls on and off the field. Um, so it's definitely a different environment, but they're both great. Oh my gosh. So I didn't really think about that, that you had very little time with the, like practicing with the other girls on the U S women's national team. So how, how do you guys gain that chemistry on the field when you have so little time together? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, the national team does a really good job of laying out the tactics, the standards, the style of play. So it, whenever we step on the field, we know what the objective is. We know what the style of play that we're trying to aim for. Um, so our structure defensively and our structure like attacking wise um, is pretty clear across the board. Um, but it's just, you know, you have to be super on your toes, super present and make the most of every moment. Um, but it's very organized, so I feel like that really helps us so that when we step on the field, we're all on the same page. Well, and you're all professionals, so you know what you're doing. I, I was watching the friendly, I think it was against Uzbekistan on April 9th, right after you scored a goal, and the announcer talked about you for a long time and what you've been able to accomplish, and I felt like this irrational sense of pride <laughs> as if I had anything to do with it. But I think it's because I, I, I was able to watch you through BYU and um, become friends with you and you're just so incredible. So I, I just was so proud in that moment. It was so awesome to watch. What's, what's that like for you quickly becoming a household name in women's soccer because you are, what's that like for you having these national announcers talking about you? Um, I mean, it's a, it's an honor. It's super fun. It's really cool to be able to reflect on, you know, the journey that I've taken and how I've gotten to where I'm at right now. And BYU is a huge part of that. So I always love it when the announcers, you know, mentioned that I went to BYU. It's kind of a fun shout out because <laughs> it does feel like it was a while ago. Um, but I also do still feel so connected to BYU. So 
um it's it's awesome and it's fun and it's it's all exciting you've scored four goals i believe for the u.s women's national team what was that moment like when you scored your very first goal for that team um that moment it's hard to put into words it was it was in australia and we had just won the championship with the spirit and we flew out the next day to go to australia so it was all kind of like a whirlwind um i didn't know i was starting until super last minute um, and so the, to be able to start and then put the ball in the back of the net, like very shortly after oh was just super exciting. It was a huge <laughs> relief. Um, I don't know, like every single descriptive word that you can think of in that moment, I feel like <laughs> I was feeling um, excitement, just like, I don't know, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I was so excited, but I had so much game left you know still to play because we scored so early so I just needed to like stay focused but it was uh looking back on it it was it was pretty exciting I like that you said relief because going into that game did you feel relief scoring that goal because you felt so much pressure just being a starter on the team like what what describe how you felt relief um well I mean scoring for the national team is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I've, I've had a few very small slim chances before, um, but to actually be able to like get the start and know that I was going to be getting some solid minutes. Um, that was an expectation that I had for myself and whether or not other people had it for me, like that's something that I wanted to do and contribute to the team. So when the opportunity presented itself, so quickly I was just super thrilled that I was able to execute um because it all happened so quickly oh my goodness you're living a dream right now you really are it's it's so cool it's so much fun to watch and and I've mentioned a lot of things that you've been able to accomplish so far for you personally what's been the highlight of your professional career so far <laughs> oh man <laughs> That's super hard. Um, this last year was a very challenging year, but also a very rewarding year. And I would say being able to lift the trophy at the end of the year with um, my teammates at the Spirit was super rewarding. We had a really tough year, but we fought through a lot together. So that's definitely a highlight. And then I would say scoring my first goal for the national team. Th those two are pretty close. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So cool. How's your family handling all the success you're having? Because I can imagine it could be surreal seeing your daughter or sister or wife as one of the faces of U.S. women's soccer. So how's your family handling all of the success you're having? Um, I mean, they love it. They're, they've always been super supportive. Um, I mean, I'm sure you remember they were at whatever BYU game there was they were there um so they're enjoying it it's fun when I was playing in Australia my husband and my brother they watched the game together and when I scored my husband's wife like videotaped them celebrating and it's like it's one of my favorite videos because it's just like pure joy and they're just like jumping around so it's fun to see their excitement and I obviously like really appreciate all their support so dang cool and your husband's name is Jeff is that right yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So what, I mean, this has got to be crazy for him with you all over the place. And because <laughs> I'm sure it'd be hard for him not to bring you up every time someone like asks him what he does for a living and be like, but my wife does this just because it's so big. Cool. But <laughs> for you, what's that balance like between soccer and family? Because I'm sure it's kind of a delicate one. What's that balance like? 
Yeah, it's definitely difficult. Um, it's I feel like it's something that I mean, Jeff and I are continually working on. We've had um, since I started playing professionally, we've had like long, long stints of not being able to be together, living long distance, living in the same place, but traveling a lot. So we've had to and then obviously I'm now on the East Coast, my family's on the West Coast. So just, you know, trying to figure out time when I can um, step away from soccer and enjoy talking to my family. They come out and visit as much as they can. Um, and then with Jeff, it's just being intentional about the time that we do have together, I feel like is really important mm -hmm. um, because it is so sporadic. <laughs> My schedule is all over the place, but <laughs> we've done a good job managing it, but I feel like it's still a work in progress. Hey, that's all right. All of all of marriages are, no matter the circumstance. So <laughs> I love that you guys are working on it, and I'm so dang happy for you. You've been able to play with some incredible soccer players now that you've been in the professional league. Who is the soccer player you look up to most right now, would you say? Um, oof, that's a good question. There's so many great players in this league, and there's so many um, great players that I played with when I was younger, and I felt like they did a good job of showing me what it took to be a professional. Um, when I was in North Carolina, Sam Mewis, McCall Zerboni, they, there's that whole group that I was with, they did a really good job of kind of like showing me what it's like to, you know, to make sure I'm taking care of my body, managing my time. Um, and they did a great job. I've always looked up to Carly Lloyd. Um, she's a legend and just the way she, you know, goes about her. Well, I mean, she's retired now, but the, the way she went about her professional career and her mindset mm -hmm. um, was, is always very admirable. So um, I would say Carly Lloyd, someone that I've always looked up to. And I feel like I still continue to look up to her even though she's done playing <laughs> that's all right I love it and I and you are becoming the name that other girls are looking up to which is so cool you've accomplished so much that we've talked about you mentioned you, you're starting a new season now what are your goals for uh, this 2022 season um just to continue to get better to push myself push my teammates um, we have a really good team we have a lot of returners um, from last year so just you know continue to push the standard for myself and those around me and um, just to get better each and every day and to continue to enjoy the game and make the most of every opportunity that comes my way. Washington Spirit and U.S. Women's National Team forward Ashley Hatch with me now. Ashley thank you so much for taking the time and the best of luck with everything moving forward my friend. Thank you thanks so much for having me. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Ashley Hatch and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate.